Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, April 18, 2018. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Kendrick Lamar, T.I. and Kevin Hart, Pink, John Cena, and Nikki Bella, Gilda Radner, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be back after these messages. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me. But I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who... Had to be independent and take initiative, and that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When the unthinkable happens? Or is the best time perhaps today? Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy jones Give where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Again, that's 347-637-2656. And press the number one Also like us on Facebook Just go to www.facebook.com Slash That's Entertainment Radio Follow us on Twitter At That's Entertain One That's T-H-A-T-S Entertain and the number one You can follow me on Twitter At Stiletto14 Stiletto like the high heel shoe S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O And the number 14 And most importantly Follow me on Instagram Just go to T Jones Gibbs That's T-J-O-N-E S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a mostly cloudy 48 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners who's been tuning in from the very beginning, that's also listening on the phone lines and in the chat room. Thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. Also, if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. I broadcast from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern here on BTR. Uh, this month makes our eighth year here on the network. So, again, thank you, everyone, who's been listening to the show from the very beginning. Thank you for all your support. So how is everybody doing on this Wednesday afternoon? Uh, 
Beyonce did not disappoint. If you was at Coachella last weekend, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, she did her hit. She had her dancer. You know she got to put on a, a, a spectacular performance. Destiny Child reunited for the first time in years. It was nice to see Beyonce, Kelly, and Michelle together on stage. Social media started changing the name to Baychella. <laughs> and uh, congratulations to Kendrick Lamar. He became the first rap artist to receive a Pulitzer Prize for his 2017 album, Damn. We're going to talk about that more in the show. Also, we got paid respect to former First Lady Barbara Bush. She died yesterday evening at her home in Houston, Texas. Uh, she was 92. Uh, she, uh, the office of her husband, former President George Bush, uh, they issued a statement saying that uh, after they that uh, they issued a statement saying that after consulting with the family and her doctor, uh, they said Mrs. Bush had decided not to seek additional medical treatment and will instead uh, she had to uh, still she wanted to just focus more on being comfortable in her home and her care. Uh, the Bushes had celebrated their 73rd wedding anniversary in January, making them the longest married couple in presidential history. Mrs. Bush had been hospitalized with pneumonia since, uh, I think it was in December of 2013. She had underwent surgery for a, a, per, uh, a perforated ulcer in 2008, and she had heart surgery four months later. Uh, as the wife of the 41st president and the mother of the 43rd president, George W. Bush, Mrs. Bush was the only the second woman in American history to have a son of hers follow his father's footstep to the White House. And, you know, of course, you know the other son, Jeb Bush, who was the governor of Florida from 1999 to 2007. Unfortunately, uh, he was unsuccessful. He was an unsuccessful candidate for the Republican presidential nomination in 2016. So I want to say former First Lady Barbara Bush, may she rest in peace. Uh, Coming up on the show, uh, this week we're going to be talking about uh, also about the controversial arrest of the two black men in Philadelphia who was arrested at the Starbucks. Uh, T.I. is calling for a boycott, but Kevin Hart says that uh, it wasn't about racism. It was just a matter of bad management. I'll tell you what they, they said. Also, Pink is the face of People Magazine Beautiful Issue this year. I'll tell you more about it. She has her two children on the cover with her as well. And the breakup engagement of John Cena and Nikki Bella. You know, they were supposed to be getting married, what, uh, next month, I believe. Well, we find out more about what might have caused the breakup, and uh, I'll tell you, and it's very interesting because I'll tell you what was maybe the main focus. And uh, remember comedian, actress Gilda Radner, you know, uh, she used to be, uh, she was famous for Saturday Night Live. She used to be married to Gene Wilder. 
Well, they're getting ready to do a new documentary about her life at the 17th Annual Tribeca Film Festival. Uh, They opened it up last night at the Beacon Theater here in New York City. I'll tell you more about it. And remember last week we was talking about Mariah Carey, how she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Well, remember her uh, former manager, she was saying, uh, Stella, Stella, that's her name. She was saying that uh, she's getting ready to uh, file paperwork to set a lawsuit in motion claiming that uh, Mariah Carey had breached a contract. But there also was a, uh, an incident a couple of years ago why uh, she was on the verge of uh uh, she there was an incident where people got a little concerned and worried about her, especially her mental health. I'll tell you more about it. And uh, also, uh, Gabrielle Union had just inked a deal with Sony Picture TV. So without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the day. Hit it! <laughs> All right. Well, rapper Kendrick Lamar has made history when he became the first hip-hop artist to win the coveted Pulitzer Prize. Lamar's 2017 album, Damn, which won a Grammy for the Best Rap Album in January, is the first non-classical or jazz work to win the award, which comes with a $15,000 cash prize. The Pulitzer Board, which announced the winners on Monday, called the album a work that captured the complexity of African-American life. Now, Lamar, who is 30, has been hailed for lyrics that are both pungent and poignant. His songs include DNA and Humble, cover themes of race and survival in a musical mix that blends hip-hop, jazz, soul, and spoken word. Damn is Lamar's fourth studio album, and it was released in April of 2017. Lamar has won 12 Grammy Awards since his debut in 2011. The Pulitzer top prize for public service went to New York Times and The New Yorker for reporting that sparked the Me Too movement. Staff at the Times and the Washington Post shared a prize for national reporting for scoops about Russian Russian interference in the U.S. election. The award, which honors newspapers, magazine, online journalism, literature, and music, were announced by Columbia University's Journalism School. The Public Service Prize mentioned the work of the New Yorkers Ronan Farrow and the Times' Jody Cantor and Megan Tuhi for star, uh, for stories that reveal sexual harassment in Hollywood and beyond and put an end to the Tinseltown reign of filmmaker Harvey Weinstein. And while rapper T.I. is calling for a boycott of Starbucks following the controversial arrest of two black men in Philly, widely disparaging as racist, comic actor Kevin Hart, a Philadelphia native, said that the matter boils down to bad management. Uh, He said in a social media post that, quote, this is not a boycott Starbucks situation. The Starbucks president and CEO, Kevin Johnson, appeared on Good Morning America Monday morning to repeat his apology and his desire to meet with the two men who who were arrested. Johnson called what happened reprehensible and said more training is needed to address unconscious bias. The company has also confirmed that the manager who called the police is no longer working at that store. Uh, Meanwhile, Starbucks will close 8,000 of the company's U.S.-based locations to train 175 
5,000 employees and address explicit bias, promote inclusion, and help prevent discrimination. And according to reports, once the company has completed this training at its company-owned location, it will make it available to its licensed partners. Now, Starbucks is working with the Anti-Defamation League, the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund, and the Equal Justice Initiative, among others, to create the program. Johnson has reportedly met with the two men and apologized for the way they were treated, according to a company spokesperson who declined to disclose details of the meeting. And it's very interesting because um, I'm not a Starbucks fan. I never care too much for their coffee. But uh, I just saw recently on social media, a matter of fact, it was on Facebook, where another uh, young black man had came to the Starbucks, one of the Starbucks locations to ask to use the bathroom, and they told him no. Uh, they didn't want to give him the code because there's a code to use the bathroom. They just flat out told him no. Then a, a, a young white uh, uh, man came in and asked to use the bathroom too. Right after him, and they gave him the code, and he was able to use the bathroom. And he met the young man. Uh, he was waiting for him outside. The the black man was waiting for the young white man outside, and said, "Oh, how did they let you go to the bathroom?" He said, "Did they give you the code?" He said, "Yes." He said he didn't have a problem, but he was gonna he was gonna get something to eat and drink there. So he confronted the one of the. Uh, the workers saying, you know, you was able to give him the code and let him go to the bathroom, but you couldn't give me the code. And he said, is it because I'm black? And she threatened to tell him to leave. She told him to stop filming this. He said he was going to put it on social media. And I also heard that uh, Washington, D.C., their police department is doing a, 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 a they're doing some kind of initiative where they're going to retrain their officers have them go to the African American Museum of History. They're going to do uh, retraining officers on how to handle bias situations. Uh, they're going to also take a um, a class on um, uh, racial discrimination, things of that ma- major matter, and also hopefully other police. Uh, police departments across the country will follow suit as well because we need it. And it's a shame that in 2018 this is happening. It's it's happening. You know, we can't go, you know, and these two young men were just waiting on a friend who they wasn't even using the bathroom. They were just waiting on a friend who was having to be in the bathroom. So and he they get arrested. They wasn't bothering nobody. They were minding their business. This has got to stop, America. This really has to stop. Right now we have uh, 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host Tammy Jones Gibb. Where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news and pop culture. If you like the show, you want to know about the show, make sure you click on the follow up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. And uh, if you can't watch, uh, I'm sorry, if you can't listen to the show in its entirety, you can always listen to the show archives here on BTR. You can also listen to the show. I post the show on the Facebook page as well as Twitter. And uh, also check us out on Stitcher.com. It's also a website where you can listen to podcasts and radio shows on that as well.
Pink is the face of People Magazine Beautiful Issue, and she's using her platform to promote beauty in all forms. The pop star who appeared on the annual edition of the latest cover alongside her young children said she's thrilled with how society views on beauty has adapted over the years. Pink is raising her children gender neutral. People People Magazine decided to rebrand the yearly magazine as the Beautiful Issue this year after using names such as Most Beautiful Woman and 50 most beautiful in the past. Jess Cagle, the magazine editor-in-chief, said that the change was made because they don't want the magazine to be considered a beauty contest. Uh, This is what they said in a statement, quote, as always, it will feature beautiful women and a few men in all shapes, sizes, and colors, and it will celebrate the most beautiful qualities of all, strength, humanity, and artistry, artistry. Uh, unquote. Now, Pink, who is 38, has been outspoken about self-acceptance in the past, including during a rousing speech at the 2017 MTV Video Music Awards, where she told a story about encouraging her six-year-old daughter, Willow, to embrace her beauty after the young girl told her she saw herself as the ugliest girl she knew. Now, Pink, who also has a 15-month-old son, Jameson, with her husband, Corey Hart, also shares a message of acceptance inside the pages of the new People issue. Julia Roberts appeared on the cover of People Beauty issue last year, marking her fifth such appearance since the magazine launched the issue in 1990. Jennifer Aniston, Sandra Bullock, Lupita Nyong'o, Gwyneth Paltrow, Beyonce, and Jennifer Lopez are, are, are the other recipients of the honor since 2011. And John Cena made Nikki Bella jump through hoops before he would even let her move into his house. In an October 2016 episode of Tola Bella's that has taken on a new meeting in light of the wrestling couple split, Cena made Bella get to sign a 75-page contract that resembled a prenup. Among the requirements in the contract was the assurance that Bella was simply a guested, in quotes, guest in his home. Now, this is what um, he, 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 this is what Senna wrote. He said, although I do not wish to be former, I do not want there to be any misunderstanding regarding your presence at the home as my guest. In the event that I ask you to vacate the home, you agree to immediately vacate the home and remove any and all items you have brought into the home as soon as possible. Now, Bella's response questioned whether she will always just be a guest in his heart. Now, she asked her sister Bree in the episode, was she ever going to have that permanent spot in the rest of his life? Cena argued that the contract was to protect his finances so he could support his family members. The wrestler who began dating in uh, the wrestlers who began dating in 2012 and got engaged at WrestleMania 33 last year announced their split Sunday night. They said in a statement online, "Quote: While this decision was a difficult one, we continue to have a great deal of love and respect for one another. We ask that you respect our privacy during the time in our lives." Unquote. I also uh, see John Cena got just too much. I, okay, I understand he's the breadwinner of his family. He's the sole provider of his family because um, I didn't read this part. I mentioned this part, but his mother, he bought his mother a home. He has a brother that's getting ready to uh, expect a baby any day now. And he has another brother who uh, he's helping out. All these people live 
uh, he's providing for all these people. Whereas Bella had assigned this, uh, Nikki Bella had assigned this contract saying that if she moved in or lived with him, that if something goes down, she would have to leave. That is a red flag to me. That does not represent love at all. I don't know. Your, your definition of love is a funny way because how are you going to say that she's always going to be a guest? Then you didn't have love for her. I mean, there's one thing to say you you love a person, but there's another thing to say I'm in love with that person. And when you're in love with that person, it don't matter what it is, good, bad, rich, poor, no matter what, we are together as a couple. You mean everything to me. But for you to say, oh, you would just only be a, a guest in my home, what is that saying? There was no love there in the beginning. And I'm not to say, you know, I'm not to say here to say that he didn't love her, but I don't think he was truly in love. Now, Bella might have been in love, but... I don't think John was in love. You know, like I said, there's one thing to say I uh, to be in love, and there's one thing to say I'm in love. That's just my opinion. Love Gilda, a new documentary about the late great comedian Gilda Radner, opens the 17th annual Tribeca Film Festival Wednesday night at the Beacon Theater. Now. Robert De Niro, who is the executive or co-founder of the Tribeca Film Festival, said that it was the right film at the right time. Now, you know, Gilda, she was famous for Saturday Night Live, where she immortalized characters like Roseanne, Rosanna, Anna. Uh, Ratner, her humor was from everything life threw at her, even her ovarian cancer, which she died from at the age of 42 in 1989. Now, Tribeca Pride itself on supporting women on both sides of the camera, nearly half of the movies on deck and running through April 29th. 46% of the 99 titles, the most ever, are held by women. Now, Like Love Gilder, produced and directed by rookie filmmaker Lisa Dapolito, the document looks at Ratner's life from childhood to marriage to Gene Wilder and career. It, it's told in her own voice via audio tape, interviews, home movies, and diary entries. Now, being female forward is one reason why Love Gilda is a natural festival opener, and it's just Ratner in herself, in her element. So that should be interesting to watch. And uh, Mariah Carey is facing an all-too-real legal action from her former manager, who reportedly said that the pop star was all-too-revealing. Stella Stoppler, who filed the paperwork to set a lawsuit in motion, claiming that the super diva Carey breached a contract violating the longtime manager's civil rights and needs to make good on a uh, fiduciary duty. Now, Stoppler also said that Carrie was frequently naked around her, a claim the singer dismissed as baseless, and this is according to gossip site TMZ. The pop star Dumpstoppler last fall, and TMZ reports that the former manager claimed she still hadn't been paid a large sum of money for her services. Stoppler had seeked damages in an amount to be proved at trial, plus interest and costs. 
Now, in 2013, Carrie hired Stopler, who used to do stand-up comedy, to produce the reality TV show Mariah's World. And during her tenure, Stopler had helped guide Carrie through personal and business crisis, including an ill-fated New Year's Eve performance in Times Square. And in November of 2017, Carrie, who hits include We Belong Together and uh, and Stopler, they decided they didn't want to. I don't know. She, I guess she didn't want to. Uh, I guess she didn't want her to take credit for it. But in the statement, the pair announced that it's in their mutual best interest to part ways on the day-to-day management. Now, I also heard that we, you know, we were talking about uh, Mariah's bipolar uh, disorder diagnosed last week. Well, there's also a report that says that um, that her disease, her mental state, was evident when she i think in 2016 she got all dressed up you know in her traditional gown and told her staff that uh, she wanted to get the kids ready and dressed because she was having a dinner party and her guest was whitney houston prince and michael jackson and um on her way uh, wherever she said she was having this, she she she, she threatened to she was threatened to she threatened to jump herself out of a moving vehicle, all kind of craziness. So I don't know. I I know that uh, this her her this former manager had a lot to do with. Uh, going behind the reality show for Mariah World, and I think that's what she wanted to get credit for. And uh, but again, Mariah Carey and her people said that these accusations were baseless and not true. So we'll see. Uh, right now, we have uh, 25 minutes after the hour. Uh, coming up, uh, we got uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, she got scolded uh, from a federal judge this week after she tried to recover 75000 in attorney fees from songwriters who sued her over her hit song, Shake It Off. I'll tell you more about it. And uh, Lauren Hill and Pulitzer Prize winner Kendrick Lamar and Empire star Jesse Smollett, they're getting ready to hit the road for a major tour celebrating both new albums and classic favorites. I'll tell you more about it. And my girl Gabrielle Union had just inked a first look, uh, first deal with Sony Picture TV about an upcoming NBC drama series based on her character from the Bad Boy movie franchise. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere. Thank you. 
Entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we have 30 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from Charlie Puth featuring Kalani and Done For Me. Before I went to the music break, I was telling you about Miss uh, Taylor Swift. She got a scolding from a federal judge this week after she tried to recover 75000 in attorney fees from songwriters who sued her over her hit Shake It Off. Now, Swift succeeded in getting the copyright infringement lawsuit dismissed last month, but the judge ruled Monday that she's wealthy enough to pay her own legal bills and should recognize the importance of a system that doesn't penalize artists making plausible copyright infringement. Claim. Swift was sued last September by Sean Hall and Nathan Butler, songwriters who claimed that the superstar mega hit Shake It Off infringed on their copyright for the song Players Gonna Play. Now, Players was a moderate hit for 3LW, an all-girl group that gained popularity in the early 2000s. It peaked at number 81 on Billboard Hot 100 chart in 2001 and was an album that was certified platinum, meaning it sold more than a million units. Now, Taylor Swift fans robbed a bank to prove his love for the pop star, um, I'm sorry, this is another story in entirely. Uh, a disturbed gun owner, speaking of Taylor Swift, a disturbed gun owner, a stalker, tried to break into Taylor Swift Beverly Hills mansion wearing a mask and rubber gloves Saturday and had a, uh, like some kind of, um, like an alarming paraphernalia in his car and uh, this is what the police had said in the court paperwork that was filed yesterday. Uh, Julius Sandrock, who 38, was arrested on suspicion of felony stalking and released from custody Tuesday morning. Now, cops raced to get a firearm restraining order after Sandrock took them, uh, told them he owned a 22 caliber handgun, a 9 millimeter handgun, and a 380 caliber handgun. Now, police said in the search of Sandrock's car turned up an empty gun holster, live rounds of 380 uh, ammunition, latex glove, black glove, a knife, multiple masks similar to the ones painters use, a black half face mask, and a 9mm ammunition round, an empty box of 22 caliber ammunition, and a black rope. Now, cops had also found that this, uh, they also found a psychologist's paperwork and a prescription medication, including 
uh, for Oxidon. Uh, Swift wasn't at the residence at the time that the Sandrock character was trying to gain entry, and cops said that Sandrock is already on probation for disorderly conduct and discharging a firearm in his home state of Colorado. Now, he allegedly told police he drove from Colorado to Los Angeles specifically to visit Swift. A follow-up court hearing is extended for the restraining set for May 9th. Sandrock arrest came less than three weeks after a man named Bruce Rowley was arrested in Connecticut for allegedly robbing a bank, a stunt that he told police he hoped would impress Swift. And this is according to TMZ. And Rowley also told authority that he tossed some of his stolen loot onto Swift property in Rhode Island, though it's unclear if he actually did go to her home, as he says. And the state trooper who chased Rowley back to Connecticut where he was arrested after spotting him in Rhode Island. And another man, Justin Lilly, he was arrested for trespassing this month after he was told by Swiss security team to leave the pop singer Beverly Hill property but refused. Police characterized Lilly as being transit and unable to provide a permanent address. People are just freaking out. I mean, you know, Taylor Swift, she needs ten bodyguards. And a watchdog. And, you know, because there's a lot of crazies out here trying to, get, you know, they're after her, they're trying to get her attention. There's too many people out here. So not only she got to deal with this this lawsuit, um, the, but she, you know, she has to deal with these crazy uh, overzealous fans. Um, and going back to the lawsuit, uh they said that the judge said that while uh, she, uh, the judge ultimately sided with Swift, and she dismissed the lawsuit with pre- uh, on I think it was on March second. That's when the judge had dismissed the lawsuit. Uh, but the judge disagreed with Swift's contention that the copyright does not protect short phrases. Um, the judge said that he was comfortable concluding that Swift and her songwriters were perfectly capable of bearing this approximately seventy five thousand in attorney fees that they request. So and if you guys don't remember the how the chorus went, it was players they're gonna play and haters they're gonna uh, hate. I think it was players gonna play, 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 haters gonna hate, hate, hate. So that's what she's being sued for. A uh, Lauren Hill um, and Pulitzer Prize winner Kendrick Lamar and Empire star Jesse Smollett, they're all going to hit the road for major tours celebrating both new albums and classic favorites. Hill is celebrating the 20th anniversary of her multiple Grammy-winning debut solo album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, with a North American tour produced by Live Nation. The trek kicks off on July 5th in Virginia and will hit 28 cities, including its final gig in St. Louis. Tickets and VIP experiences go on sale to the general public beginning this Friday, April 20th at 10 a.m. A portion of the ticket sales go towards the MLH Foundation, which directly contributes support for education, health, agriculture, technology, and community-based businesses and development initiatives throughout the diaspora, according to the tour announcement. 
Kendrick Lamar, SZA, and a slew of TDE talent will travel together for the Empty Title Championship Tour. The 29th Stop Tour will kick off May 4th in Vancouver and hit cities across the U.S. and Canada before wrapping up on June 16th in Pittsburgh. And Jesse Smollett will promote his long-awaited debut album, Some of My Music, with a Naro tour that kicks off this Friday, April 20th, in Dubai and continues overseas in Germany and France before returning to U.S. soil. Uh, He'll hit such cities as Los Angeles, Houston, Atlanta, Chicago, Detroit, and more before wrapping up at the New Orleans-hosted Essence Festival on July 7th. And a portion of all ticket sales will benefit the Black AIDS Institute and Flint Kids purchased together. uh, yeah, and Flint Kids. Uh, you can purchase those tickets now at uh, his website, jessiesmollettmusic.com. And Gabrielle Union has just inked a first-look deal with Sony Pictures TV, the studio behind the upcoming NBC drama series based on her character from the Bad Boy movie franchise. Union is starring in and executive producing the series title L.A. Finest. Under her two-year pact with Sony, Union's production company, uh, have they? I have another name as a nod to her best-selling book. We're going to need more wine. Will develop broadcast, cable, and digital projects for Sony TV. L.A. Finance follows the Free Spirit special agent Sid Burnett, character played by Union in 2003 Bad Boys 2 movie, as she moves to Los Angeles and joins the LAPD. She partners with Nancy McKenna, who will be played by Jessica Abba, a working mom who can't help but look at Sid's freedom with some Grass is greener envy. Now, Union made her producing debut as executive producer of the Lifetime movie with this ring, in which she also stars, and followed that up by executive producing two other starring vehicles, the Universal feature of comedy Almost Christmas and BET's drama series Being Mary Jane, which will be ending its run with a two-hour movie this summer. Later this month, Union will receive the CinemaCon Breakthrough Producer of the Year Award as she attends the convention with her upcoming Universal thriller, Breaking In, which she produced and star in. And Travis Scott is countersuing the promoter of a pre-Super Bowl event in Minnesota for allegedly botching his travel arrangement, thereby uh, causing him to skip the gig at the center of their lawsuit against him. Now, according to Variety, Scott entered a contractual agreement with local promoters, P-Jam, to perform a short set on Saturday, February 3rd at Myth Live in Maplewood, Minnesota. Now, Scott reportedly made it clear that he had to be in Las Vegas later that night for another gig at the Cosmopolitan. Hotel Marquee Nightclub. Scott never made it to Minnesota, and according to the countersuit, it was because P-Jam failed to properly secure travel as agreed upon in their signed contract. Now, Scott's girlfriend, Kylie Jenner, had given birth to their daughter, Stormy, just days before the scheduled gig, which had folks on social media thinking it had something to do with his cancellation. P-Jam originally sued Scott for alleged breach of contract over missing the appearance, but Scott's attorney argued that P-Jam was in breach not just for failing to provide a travel itinerary, but also for allegedly planning a story with TMZ stating that Scott would be working a double shift Super Bowl little weekend. Uh, any disclosure to the press which was hot on Scott Trail at the time due to the impending birth of his daughter with girlfriend Kylie Jenner was explicitly forbidden in the original contract. And once the article appeared, one of the PJAM promoters shared a link to the story on Twitter boasting that he was TMZ famous. 
according to the suit. The contract state that Scott was due uh, to receive about 200000 for the gig, 50000 which was still owed at the time he was supposed to be wheeled up on a private jet to Minnesota. Scott made it to his 1 a.m. gig in Vegas after making the decision to skip Minneapolis. And Variety recently reported that Scott recently landed new management, leaving 360 to sign with Irving Azoff and longtime associate David Stromberg. And Angela Bassett and Patricia Arquette are in talks to star the Netflix comedy Otherhood. Based on the 2008 book Whatever Makes You Happy by William Sutcliffe, the movie will follow three suburban moms who show up to the New York City homes of their sons unannounced. Arquette and Bassett will executive produce, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Bassett was last seen on the big screen in Marvel's Black Panther and is set for the next Mission Impossible installment. And rapper J. Cole hit fans Monday night with a surprise listening session at New York City Gramercy Theater where he played all 12 tracks from his unannounced upcoming album. He then announced that the album is coming out this Friday, and uh, it's titled Cod. Cole's fifth studio effort will be released on his own Dreamville label via Rock Nation and Interscope. And according to the tweet from uh, a writer by the name of Brian Miller, who was at the session, the title has three different subtitles, Kids on Drugs, Kids Overdose, and Kill Our Demons. The North, North Carolina native have announced his pop-up shop uh, show, sorry, his pop-up show via Twitter on Monday afternoon with a message with a purple background saying, NYC come through. A couple hours from now, first come, first serve. Also stating, no phone, no camera, no bag, no press list, no, uh, not guest list. The album announcement followed five hours later. He used a similar tactic to drop his third album, 2014 Forest Hill Drive, and announced the release of his fourth album, 2016 For Your Eyes Only, with just an iTunes pre-order page. And LAPD won't be able to use surveillance footage to catch uh, whoever broke into Usher home and took off with $820,000 in jewelry and cash because the security cameras were stolen as well. Usher's strange wife, Grace uh, Miguel, reported that the burglary, uh, she reported the burglary to the LAPD saying that the housekeeper knows, uh, was the one that notified her of the break-in on March 29th. And this is according to the police report. The housekeeper told Miguel that when she arrived at the home that morning, she discovered a footprint on the second floor, a handprint on a pillar in the lower floor, and a curtain to the lower floor window were open. Uh, Miguel told police that the housekeeper went to check the recording box that stores the security camera footage, but noticed that the recording box was missing and the connected wires were cut. Miguel says she knows that some jewelry had been stolen, and when she called Usher to tell him what happened, she discovered that the cash was also missing from the box on a nightstand, approximately $20,000, according to the report. The home is currently on on the market, and Miguel told police she believed that the thieves came in through an unlocked uh, window during a recent open house. She also told police she would contact the realtor to get a list of people who had visited the open. Um as for the items stolen, there were six watches among the lo- the loss, uh, the most expensive, which was 220000 and a rose gold Jesus necklace worth 200000 The case is currently under investigation. And right now we got 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break. And when I come back, I'll give you the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. 
Shorty give me head like a mind razor. Overseas, then wise, no rain check. Once I showed her the safe, she ain't want no safe sex. AOD with the rain jack. She a savage. Louis Vintage back. You know we the flies, that's a fact. And I need a new crib for the plaque. Featuring Ty Dolla Sign and French Montana and Me So Bad. Right now, we got 12 minutes left remaining in the uh, show. And uh, for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, Cardi B has officially added fashion designer to her resume. Fresh off the huge success of her debut album, Invasion of Privacy, the Bronx-born rapper is slated to collaborate with Fashion Nova, one of her favorite clothing brands, to design a collection of denim, dresses, and outerwear for the Fall Winter 2018 collection due in October. Confirming the news on Instagram, the mom to be said, quote, I want to let you all know that I was am very excited I'm very excited to announce that I'm still designing my own fashion line with Fashion Nova, unquote. Cardi B and Fashion Nova come at the perfect time as both her and the brand are currently at their peak. Fashion Nova was reported the fourth most Google fashion company in 2017, while Cardi just hit number one on the Billboard 200 album chart with her new album, Invasion of Privacy. Fashion Nova founder and CEO Richard Sanghai said in a release that he can't think of a better fashion icon for our first design collaboration than Cardi B. And Cardi loves the brand and was wearing it before she became famous. She's the ultimate fashion muse and has incredible style. We're impressed with her idea and are excited for the Fashion Nova team to bring them life, unquote. And Tony Braxton is back in a familiar top ten territory on Billboard's adult R&B songs with her latest single, Long As I Live, moving up to 11 to 10 with an 18% surge in play for the week ending April 8, according to Nielsen Music. Uh, the song Long As I Live gives the R&B veteran her 17th top 10 on the radio ranking, which began on September 18, 1993. Ironically, when Braxton's first number one hit was another sad love song, which led for the first four weeks of the chart existing. And meanwhile, we're talking about Cardi B. She had just became the fifth female rapper to reach number one on the Billboard 200 album chart, which ranks the most popular album of the week in the U.S. based on multi-metric consumption, which includes traditional album sell, track equivalent albums, and streaming equivalent albums. Cardi B debut studio album, Evasion of Privacy, entered the chart at number one, which put her at the category with just four other women to have reached this pinnacle, Nicki Minaj, Eve, Foxy Brown, and Lauren Hill. Cardi B is also the first female rapper to debut at number one with her first studio set since Eve, Let There Be Eve. 
Invasion of Privacy was led by a trio of top 20 charting hits from the set on the Billboard Hot 100, including Bodak Yellow and Be Careful. And uh, Saturday Night Live will get two for the price of one next month when Donald Glover set to appear as both host and musical guest on May 9th. This marked the actor and rapper singer first time serving in either slot on NBC long-running sketch series. SNL delivered the news about Glover with a title card during the April 14th episode that featured John Mulaney as host. Now, Glover, who created and starred in FX comedy Atlanta, also recorded music under the name Childish Gambino. He previously his work for NBC when he wrote on Tina's fake comedy, 30 Rock, and starred on Dan Harmon, uh, Harmon's collegiate set comedy, Community. Now, Glover will also soon appear on Lando as Lando Calzarizium in Solo, A Star Wars Story, and as Simba in the new imaging of Disney, The Lion King. Childish Gambino's most recent album was 2016, Awaken My Love, which earned Grammy nomination in the category of Album of the Year and Urban Contemporary Album. And just last month, he announced a tour, which would be kicking off in Atlanta in September. And Glover joined a short list of rare performers who pulled double duty on the NBC late-night sketch comedy series. The list include Britney Spears, Jennifer Lopez, Justin Timberlake, Taylor Swift, Bruno Mars, Lady Gaga, Justin Bieber, Miley Cyrus, Drake, Blake Shelton, and Ariana Grande. And uh, John Stamos' house just got fuller. The actor, who's now 54, welcomed his first child, a son by the name of Billy, with his wife, Caitlin Bacue. He announced this on Monday with an Instagram snap of the newborn. Stamos and McHugh revealed that they had a baby on the way in December. The Full House star then took the Instagram later that month to share a photo from his own childhood, showing him balancing on his late father's hand. Stamos and McHugh, who's 31, got engaged in October after more than two years of dating and married in February. The actor is best known for playing Uncle Jesse, the cool uncle, to Bob Saget's character, Three Kids on Full House. He has since reprised the classic role in the show reboot, Fuller House, in recent years. And uh, the client behind door number three, we're talking about that whole Michael Cohen thing, was Sean Hannity. Uh, hours after the judge forced Michael Cohen, President Trump's personal lawyer, to disclose that the Fox News host was his secret client, along with Elliot Brody, a GOP donor who paid $1.6 million to a Playboy model who got pregnant during the affair, Jimmy Kimmel relayed the news to his viewers with glee. Now, Hannity's initial defense was that Cohen never took a dime from him for his services. The late show host also questioned Hannity's defense that his conversation with Cohen never involved a third party. Meanwhile, uh, Cohen agreed to pay porn star Stormy Daniels 130000 less than two weeks before the election in order to keep her from talking about her alleged affair with the president. And Kimmel and Hannity had been dueling for weeks after the comedian mocked First Lady Melania Trump and her accent. And Hannity pushed back Deming Kimball, quote, Harvey Weinstein Jr., now, on social media, the Fox News host continued his attack, threatening to release old clips from Comedy Central, the man show, which Kimmel used to host using the hashtag pervert Kimmel, Kimmel hashtag, yeah, hashtag pervert Kimmel, pervert Kimmel. Kimmel offered a semblance of, of apology, which Hannity accepted live on his show. 
And uh, Zayn Malik, high-profile split from girlfriend Gigi Hadid, isn't the only breakup he's facing. The Pill Talk singer, longtime manager Sarah Stennett, had dropped him as a client amid rumors that the former boy bander is something of a diva, according to Variety. Stennett, the co-founder of First Accent Entertainment, had repped the Brit since... 2015, which he made his shocking exit from One Direction. It was under her wing that Zayn had put on his 2016 solo debut, Mind of Mind, the follow-up to which he currently is gearing up to release in June. Zayn Malik and Harry Styles didn't talk in One Direction. Sources told the outlet that Zayn is challenging to work with as he passed on multiple opportunities to promote Mind of Mind and declined to take the album on tour. The singer had uh, had dates uh, date scheduled uh, in major markets like London, Dubai, and Japan, but he pulled out abruptly, citing crippling anxiety and a strong distaste for dancing. Zane did, however, reveal that he plans to launch a major world tour in support his forthcoming sophomore effort. In other words, uh, a lot of his songs are like up-tempos, you know, music that you can dance to, but when he's on stage performing these songs, he doesn't dance. He doesn't do any dancing at all, so... Uh, Kodak Black is one step closer to being released from jail. The rapper whose real name is uh, Dusan Octay, he, had, he was uh, he has charges of gun and marijuana possession in addition to neglecting a child. Black was arrested in uh, Broward County, Florida, in January after police saw an Instagram video showing marijuana and a handgun. Now, officers found 95 grams of pot in Black's home. Kodak Black pleaded not guilty to marijuana gun charges. He was charged with seven felonies, including grand theft of a firearm, possession of a weapon by a convicted felon, marijuana possession, child neglect, and probation violation. He was held without bail. Black initially faced a maximum of 12 years. Black's attorney, Bradford Cohen, tweeted Tuesday that the case was completely resolved and that the rapper is glad to have this behind him. The Tunnel Vision rapper was originally sentenced to 364 days in jail due to a probation violation. Now, Kodak Black was arrested in Florida for drugs, gun charges, and... Uh, Black will be released from jail after six months, cutting his sentence in half, thanks to the newly dropped charges. When he's released, he will also be off probation and free from any outstanding legal or court obligations. And James Comey may help the Wu-Tang Clan get their cream. Members of the famed rap group met the Aus FBI director backstage at the Late Show with Stephen Colbert Tuesday night and joked that he could get help get them their long-lost Once Upon a Time and Shailing album back. Ghostface Killer, whose real name is Dennis Cole, he wrote, uh, quote, Trump famously fired Comey in May 2017, adding another layer of intrigue into the far-reaching Russian collision probe. The group Mysterious Album was sold to convicted fraudster uh, Martin Shrelly for $2 million in 2015. The Fed seized the only existing copy of the record after uh, Farmer Brother was sentenced to seven years in prison uh, I think that's far my bro. He was sentenced to seven years in prison and forced to forfeit seven point three million in accents. 
uh, Shrelly is being held at a federal ju- uh, jail in Brooklyn. Now, Colbert regretfully informed the rappers their album is in U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions' custody, but the rappers told the Late Night Comet that, quote, that album belongs to the people, unquote. And uh, the Video Music Awards will return to Radio City Music Hall for the 2018 ceremony that were announced Tuesday. Radio City has hosted the show 12 times, including the inaugural 1984 ceremony. The VMAs have been held in New York 16 times, but left for Los Angeles in 2017 before returning home. The show will bring in approximately $50 million in economic benefits. The VMAs will also move to Monday night, following a similar transition by the MTV Movie and TV Awards and the Pride Time Emmy Awards. The ceremony will air August 20th. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Uh, tune in next time when we do it all over again. Uh, you've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll, t- I'll talk with you next time. Take care. <laughs>